0: Before we get into our just after-school special slash mailbag episode of Locked on Hornets, I need to tell you guys about our good friends over at CBDMD. Now, getting a good night's sleep can be much easier said than done, but do not worry because our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to help you unwind and sleep harder than all-star voters slept on LaMelo Ball. Sleep PM's bath salts fuse superior CBD and melatonin with a mixture of Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bathtub into a luxury spa experience and give you that relaxation you desperately deserve. Now, to make it easy for you to try this stuff, and I've tried it, and it's really awesome. To to make it easier for the the Relax, Regroup, Recharge, they're offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. So if you want to get this bat, love relief, luxury bath experience, you got all you got to do is go to CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% off for your purchase of superior CBD CBD products from CBDMD. Trust me, guys, you're going to love it. Now, before I start pitching too, too hard, let's get you back to the show and let's get you to this mailbag. Peace, y'all.
1: It's Locked on Hornets. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Not of the Scribe. There was a bunch of you, once again asking us a ton of different questions. And you actually did kind of abide by the Ask Me Anything philosophy. We're going to get to some of the fun ones in the last segment. We've got some after-school special questions to get to as well. Thank you to Myers Leonard and the listeners who felt comfortable enough asking that. We've got a lot to get to. It was almost not a daily podcast today, Nada. I've never felt more old in my life (laughs) trying to figure out how to maneuver through different avenues via the update on my Mac. I haven't updated it in a long time. I had to do something that only a newer version of my software could do. And so I finally updated it and everything is different. I, I am in an entirely different world with the new uh, iOS update that I got, or I guess OS X. Is yeah, that no, what it, it is?
0: OSX. So you're telling me that you basically flipped over to an, a completely different operating system and everything that you knew was completely out of whack. That just sounds like that's a shame.
1: Out of whack, Nada. I did not know what I was doing with any app I was trying to open. Oh, I lost all my notes. You know the Notepad. Yes. On your on your MacBook. I've I that's where I work. I mean that's the all of the things that I write down. And I've had tons and tons and tons of notes that I've written over the course of uh, how long I've ever had this computer, and I lost all of them. And so. I, I lost a lot of them. None of them are like crazy imperative, but there's a lot of stuff I would have liked to have kept. And so I lost all of that. I don't know how I'm going to get that back. I've done a ton of research on that. I spent literally, and not a, you know, this because you were trying to let me in the zoom chat. I have spent I mean, we were on time, but we usually record at 10, yes. and then we try to put this out before noon with the new schedule, and sometimes it doesn't happen. Well, it's not happening today. No, it's not. We're, we're at least giving you a podcast, but I tried recording at 10, and I wasn't allowed in the Zoom because it wasn't updated properly, and I had to go through a couple of different avenues trying to work it. It was, it was awful. And then, of course, you get the little rainbow icon of death. And, and I kept seeing that. I, I'm going to punch that icon yeah. in the face. Yeah,
0: that and the and the beach ball of like Doom, where it just rotates and rotates, and you get dizzy. That's what
1: the I'm. Ball. Yes, the the circular rainbow, the beach ball. You're going with beach ball, yeah, not beach rainbow. Ball. It's the beach ball. Okay. Well, I hate that beach ball. I never want to see a beach ball for the rest of my life. In fact, it's been ruined. (laughs) Anytime I'm not going to go to a minor league game and they're going to bring out the beach ball and hey, we're all having fun. I'm popping it, nada. I'm taking whatever I have that's sharp and I'm stabbing it and I'm ruining the fun for everyone. So Charlotte Knights, if you're listening to this, I love you guys. Think of something else. I'm not doing it.
0: Don't mess up the money.
1: What are you doing? I'm not doing that. Look, I'm sorry. Beach balls, death. To beach balls. That is what you should take away from this podcast. Let's answer some questions, Nada, because we've got some good ones to get to. And again, You always like to say, I don't want to have this show turn into an after-school special, and yet we continue to enlighten the listeners on some of the opinions on that. And we've kind of got that example here from Senor Fantastico's (laughs) Twitter handle, which is always a great listener, always appreciate him putting in some good questions. And uh, this is what he has for us, Nada. It's pretty appropriate with Myers Leonard's comments we're going to get to in just a second. He said... With the Papa John story coming out, are there any habits you are trying to deprogram right now? Which <laughs> it's hilarious because Papa John he said that he's been working did he say the last 20 months? The 20 yes, the last 20 months. Yeah, he said Papa John. Yes, that that Papa John that you're thinking of, not the safety in the longest yard. It's Papa John from the, the, the pizza guy, better ingredients, better pizza, and he lied to your entire childhood. What Papa John has been trying to do the last 20 months, he has said that he's been trying to kick the N word out of his vocabulary the last 20 months that he's been working on that actively (laughs) working on trying to get rid of that out of his head. It's hilarious. I I could see him giving himself a pep talk every day. All right. It's just going to be five times a day, man. You can do it. (laughs) We're going to cut back all the way down from seven. Okay. Like I said, at seven yesterday. We're going to cut down to five. I'm hoping by the end of this month, I can continue to consistently say it over five and then maybe we can get to three in a couple of months from that. But, you know, you can't quit the N-word cold turkey.
0: No, no. that man was like, you know what? He says the N-word, he probably says the N-word more times than a typical N.W.A. album on a daily basis. (laughs) Like that's that's like that's where we're coming from with this. Like he actually put his he actually said this like in some manner. To where like this. someone was recording this and he's saying, I have to go to rehab for saying a racial slur. I didn't think this was possible, Walker. Like, I didn't think that this was one of those things. Like, it's just so
1: hard to not do. I don't. He treat. Yeah, he treats the N word and racial slurs like I treat Ben and Jerry's pints of ice cream. Yes. I've been working on cutting back on that for the last 20 months. And have I been successful? No. No. Every once in a while, I will go back and it will be an ugly, ugly mess. It's it's total relapse for me. And that's what he treats racial slurs like.
0: Like, And that's the thing. Like, I did not think that saying the N word and cocaine were the same thing until Papa John (laughs) and Papa John's like, I just can't say no. This is like lays also. Once you pop, I just can't Mm -hmm. stop. Something along the lines of that. And I'm just – it's wild to me because you would think that in a corporate environment where you would think that you – like you fumbled the bag. Think about this. He fumbled the bag on crappy pizza to where we have to deal with Shaq and his commercials. And again, those Papa John's (laughs) commercials are probably worse than the general commercials. That's what we're dealing with. Papa, you left us with Shaq. You don't love us. You just love saying the N word too much to where you said, "I'm going to throw away a bag of money and get kicked out of my own company."
1: Congratulations. Now, can I can I ask can I ask you this, Nada? Yes, okay. there, there is it's it's not good pizza for sure, but they did something very smart when they included garlic sauce in the box, right? We can agree on that. That's like the one thing Papa John has ever done right.
0: Yes, yes. Because here's the thing. I know people that are savage enough that have tried that papadia, and those of you that have <laughs> not tried that papadia, you owe yourself some sort of laxative or something along the lines to clean all that unholy out of you. Maybe even a colonic. <laughs> but at the same time, it, the garlic sauce is the only—it's uh. the only redeeming quality. It is literally the only redeeming quality of, of Papa John's because their breadsticks are salt licks. <laughs> Their pizza, not very good and not very flavorful. It's literally like someone decided to make the saltiest pizza ever to give you a heart attack in five years. That's what it is.
1: Um, So to answer Senor Fantastico's question – I'm going to Ben and Jerry's use it. That that's what I've been trying to deprogram. You're saying Lay's potato chips,
0: Lay's potato <laughs> chips or self-loathing is it's one of those two things. One of those two <laughs> things at this point,
1: uh, both, both should have the same motto. Once you go, once you do it once, then there's no going back exactly. and you're just going to continue to experience those problems. All right. In one of the most smooth transitions <laughs> you will have ever heard. unlocked <laughs> that Hornets and the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm going to try to do my Keith Pompey impression and give you one of the best reads of all time. This episode is sponsored by Bluetooth. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Yeah, that's right. I'm not trying to give that up. That's for sure. I'm not deprogramming that whatsoever. Blue Chew is unique, and it's an online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED, and they can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Everything is completely private. The process is simple. You can sign up at BlueChew.com. You can you, know, you can consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, too, is it's all done online. BlueChew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. And if you don't like swallowing pills, there's no problems here. BlueChew, Sildenafil, and to dollafil. I think I got it right that time. Tablets are chewable. Either way, they're things that help work. So Blue Chew's tablets, they're made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct. So it's cheaper and uh, it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from the extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free. When you use promo code locked on at checkout, just pay $5 in shipping. That's it. That's blue promo code locked on to receive your first month for free. And we thank blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Let's get to answering some more questions. Maybe we go back into that Myers Leonard thing. I have no clue where this podcast is heading. It's the lockdown Hornets podcast on the On podcast network. This is locked on Hornets. And I was cutting a rug in that place, not a Funkmaster Flex. Shout out to him.
0: again, Walker, how old are you again?
1: Uh, I am 28 years old.
0: (laughs) I didn't know a person under 35 used cutting a rug anymore.
1: It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast covering everything you need to know about the Hornets, but what about the rest of this world in sports? Now the locked on podcast network has you covered there as well with locked on today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski and it's all the sports news. You never, uh, you ever need not never need you ever need. Uh, It's it's uh, every single morning as well in under 20 minutes, follow the locked on today podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Nada, do you want to revisit Myers Leonard? Do you want to have that discussion today?
0: You know, again, at this point, I think we kind of said we all needed to say what we all needed to say, but I do feel like we do need to talk about this a little bit because for the five of you that – do well, actually, you know what, Walker? I'm going to let you set up. We'll talk about it for a little bit.
1: Okay. No, that's fine. I We, we, will, we will get to it. So what happened yesterday, as I understand it – I don't have the story. I, I know the story. I don't have the exact – Uh, streaming thing that Myers Leonard partakes in, but apparently Myers Leonard has actually gotten pretty popular playing video games online, and he'll stream it, and so fans or whoever will actually watch him. Is it Call of Duty? I don't know. It's not really all that important. It's one of the the shooting games, and when Myers Leonard was playing, I believe this happened, the video was actually yesterday as well, if I'm not mistaken. Myers Leonard on his stream was shown gearing back, (laughs) by the way, like actually loading up, A slur, and I'm not going to use the word. Obviously, I'm not even going to tell you what word it was.
0: Highly anti-old, old old school anti-Semitic slur.
1: So that's the word he went to, and it wasn't okay. It's obviously not okay then, and it's not okay now. Myers Leonard, he released an apology. He actually went with the uh, excuse that he didn't know what the word meant. And that he is going to work on getting that word out of his vocabulary, going, uh, pulling a little bit of a Papa John in that regard. And so look, Nada, I, I don't have the uh, the apology in front of me. I just know that what he was saying was that he didn't understand what that word meant, that he is not going to do it again, and that he understands um, the consequences of his actions and that he's going to take some time to learn from this and yada, yada. No one bought the apology and no one bought his reasoning for it that he didn't understand what the word truly meant and so now here we are with myers leonard he is actually i believe indefinitely uh away from the team and i don't know how long this is going to last it might lead to his release and we'll see what is oh, rest of his oh, nba re- career
0: remove the mic remove the mic the reason that the miami heat have said that they are looking at that tape it, let, let's let me break this down very very carefully for everybody Lawyers are looking at that tape to justify any reason to fire that man with cause. Let's be real here. That's the only reason they're still looking at that tape. They're looking for every legal loophole to make sure that he's gone. And he'll never come back. Myers Leonard is done because here's the thing that I think people are either missing or not understanding is that at some point, like if you're going to use the word that Myers used and I say this nicely If you use that word, you most likely are guaranteed to use some other words that that are very, very old school in nature that that are very, very, that are also very racial slurs. I can't use any of them, but there's one particular one from clerks, too, that I'm pretty sure that that Myers Leonard uses.
1: So can we just take a side track here for one second? Mm -hmm. And it's. It's been an unbelievable month for you Nada in referencing clerks. You're I mean, You're you welcome. have gone to that in an after school special show <laughs> and you've gone to that in a shoe show with David Walker the OG. Yes. I, you have gone back to the clerks well for so many different references. It's quite impressive. Because Clerk here's the thing though. Clerks Clerks 1 and Clerks 2 tell you everything you need to
0: know about the service industry <laughs> and for the most part about life. And most and most likely, it will grow you to be a very jaded, very cynical person that is full of self loathing, A.K.A. me. <laughs> so, I'm all I'm saying is there's a lot of this. Like, like there's a lot to be like when we talk about the Kevin Smith movies and everything else, and helping to understand why people do really, 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 really stupid stuff like Myers Leonard. And when you go to the the ways that he did, he's not ever working in basketball folks. Like he's not going to go to Europe because once you say something like that anti-Semitic, you're essentially done. So maybe he goes and hangs out with Ben Shapiro or something like that. And God bless him if he does. But, um, (laughs) but at the same time, like he's done and good riddance. And you know what? He probably like after, there were people that were justifying him not standing for the anthem last year in the bubble. And he said he did it to honor his brother, the Saturn third. You know what? I let it go because I didn't think standing for the anthem during the bubble was, was all that important right now that you combine it with this. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and, man, and and that, that was what was something a lot of people went back to, including myself. You can, it's, it's human nature to go back to that because we had that conversation surrounding Myers Leonard. And, you know, I, I heard Bomani Jones talking about this and, you know, he was discussing, you know, Myers, he gave the reasoning as to why he did it. And Bomani was saying, don't you dare, because when you do that, then it, it, it makes it even more about the flag and more about the national anthem and why you're choosing to do whatever you're trying to do when the freedom allows you to do whatever you want. Stand if you want, kneel if you want. In that moment, there was certain purposeful context as to why everyone in the bubble was kneeling, and he felt the need to support his brother who was in the service and make it about that more. So, okay, whatever you know, not a, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to spend a ton of attention on that. I wanted to spend more attention on everyone in the bubble deciding to kneel in front of it for what it stood for mm-hmm. to everyone, and I think that was the more important thing. But then when you Of course, of course, the guy that is standing there, then you have this this slur that he has, the anti-Semitic slur that he puts forth in the Twitch feed when he's playing video games and of course, we can all break it down if you want, the fact that he actually loads up, he stops, there is a pause and he it seems like you know, just for sheer emphasis on it, he processes through his brain and then still decides to go, yep, that's the word that I'm going to say here. It's a real problem, especially with the way that he loaded up. I'm sorry, it matters. I mean, when you pause and then you have that kind of and that's <laughs> that the, kind Walker, of delay that's the word he chooses
0: like that yeah the i know right out. like you pause and that's the word you said you thought that was probably a nicer alternate to the other words that probably would have insulted <laughs> me again it, it, it had him really kicked out of the league that was his alternative rather than go racial he went anti-semitic so please myers leonard do not collect go do not collect two hundred dollars Please find yourself somewhere at like find your career somewhere else claiming to be canceled on a Twitch stream where you can say all the anti-Semitic and all the homophobic and all the racist crap you want, because you know what? (laughs) You're no longer going to be in the in the league
1: Poor you. Um, you often say don't play with the money. And so I'll refrain from going any deeper. I will say this. Uh, David Locke, he is the CEO. He is the boss man. And he also is the play-by-play announcer for the Utah Jazz. I will say the Utah Jazz memes from this—they have been somewhat funny. That's all I'm going to say. I'm oh, not going to go into any details. <laughs> that is,
0: you are dead wrong for that one. I'm just playing. Look,
1: they—they've been funny. I have—I have had a chuckle or two with some of those that have been in there. <laughs> right or wrong. Uh, let's 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 answer some of the questions that we have real quickly before we take a quick break. Uh, Matt McKenzie, uh friend of the show. I don't even, he's never been on the show, but I'm just going to consider him a friend yeah. because he said nice things to me on Twitter and he said nice things to you. And so Matt McKenzie, also the beer guy, we yeah. referenced his beer list like two years ago, right? Nada, yes, that's did. when we had the, the like, top 30 beers and top 30 Hornets. Yeah. Um, so Matt McKenzie, he had a question for us. God, this, this is a serious question too. This podcast is crazy. Mm-hmm. He said, thoughts on the Rex shin thread. Obviously things have gotten better in that aspect with current ownership, but do you think there's good inclusivity with fans? not you want to take care of this one? You,
0: you know, I was thinking about this conversation. I was thinking about this question for a while. Cause uh, again, for a little bit now I've done like walks in the morning. And again, I've had, I've been able to sit with this question. Um, I would say that the inclusivity probably hasn't changed all that much, but at the same time, the way Shin was is something typical of the way New York was. The way Shin was at the time in the 90s is the same way that New York was or Long Island was because interracial dating, and I hate to take it there, is not one of those things that – how would I put this nicely? Um. It's not one of those things that's really embraced. Yes, you see it on commercials. Yes, you see it on um, other things. But that's people you don't know. When it's people you know, like the reactions change. How you're viewed changes. Um, I know women that, uh, again, that are friends of mine that don't interracially date. Because why? Because once you date a someone of a different race, then you look you're looked at differently. You're looked at as stained as almost. So this, like the idea of ownership, obviously changing and being, being improved and all that. Yes. But if we're talking about the fan base being more inclusive, being more racially inclusive, unfortunately, like I, I can't say that. I don't feel comfortable saying that. Yeah. So uh, go ahead sorry not like i i wish i could say yeah this is completely different but it's 2021 um the same and i just remember back to the all-star game and working at wfnz at the time and being one of those that were like yo the all-star game's got to go once um once hb2 came around and being absolutely lamba- lambasted for it and hornets mm-hmm. fans turning on me because i'm saying yeah like trans lives matter more than a silly all-star game. So.
1: Yeah, and so just just for context here, you know, and again, we're going to be going long, but this is a topic we can go long on. Rex Chapman tweeted out about Meghan Markle and Harry, and talking about how people are bashing them. Um, and it's he, this is what he says: "Astonished, I've watched folks bash Meghan Markle and her husband today. It's 2021. This is the exact same bleep I heard in high school and college 35 years ago." Quote: "If you're going to date non-white girls, just be all caps smart." In other words. Hide it. Be discreet. We don't care, but some people do. And then he says FOH. I'll let you try to guess that abbreviation. Rex Chapman also would go on to say they weren't protecting me then and they ain't protecting Harry today. They're protecting their privilege. I got it in the NBA too in Charlotte. When I got to Charlotte owners, they were less than thrilled that I might date outside of my race on occasion. They pulled me aside. They brought up the, quote, Bible belt to justify their interest, which meant, quote, our season ticket holders are white, bro. Why don't you get it? I was a kid bottom line is the uh, is bottom line is that some white people will buy their favorite black athlete's jersey and ride or die with them on the field of play just don't let that black athlete come home for dinner with their white daughter there is a line yeah and look you know this has been something that's bothered me my my whole upbringing because you know <laughs> this is i have somebody i consider a brother who is black and recently entered a Uh, a, a, a relationship that he's dating someone who is white. And those conversations with your black friends who are dating white girls are very different with your white friends who are dating white girls and or black girls. And when you talk to your black friend who is dating a white woman, the questions are very different. Like, have you met their parents? Are you comfortable meeting their parents? Have you guys had the talk about you being black? Have you had to have that talk about how you're going to go through this meeting with your significant other's parents because of who you are, because of your skin color? That is a frequent conversation. And then you start to talk about some of the parents' past history that may lead you to be a little uncomfortable because of their actions towards people that look like you. And so that's the bottom line. And that's the thing that white people don't understand in so many different cases. You don't have to have that conversation. You don't have to have that as far as white people dating black women too, or just white women as well. You don't have to have that conversation of, are her parents going to dislike me simply because I walk in the door and my skin is darker, but all my black friends have had that conversation. Nada, I've had them with, I've had them with like, I've had it with a handful. I mean, I've had it with you. I mean, this is—it's that—that's the one that gives me—you know—look, there are so many problems that African-Americans have to go through in this country. And that is one that it, it blows my mind. And, and I understand it. I'm not saying that I'm not even surprised. I, you know, I come, you know, I know that it's prevalent today. I'm not naive to it. It just, it makes me among the most angry to talk with my friends and they have to have that kind of conversation and us white people, we do not, it's never been anything I've ever worried about. I, I worry about the normal stuff. When you meet the significant other's parents i don't worry about me immediately getting thought of differently because of my skin color and that's what happens to everyone it's every black person every single one that dates outside of their race And we don't, I'll I'll never have to go through that ever. And so Rex Chapman putting it there in that thread. And it's despicable that he had those conversations with Charlotte owners at the time. We are doing a great job with smooth transitions today. And we're going to continue to do that as we lead into yet another read, the built bar madness. It's still going on. And we have a couple of new matchups to bring to you today. Uh, I think it was churro puff that was uh, listed the other day. I still can't wait to try that flavor. Uh, I've had these flavors. This one is German chocolate versus salted caramel. That one is going to be interesting. And the other matchup we have for you today, I actually have not had these flavors. This is birthday cake, not a white chocolate versus birthday
0: cake, Yeah, mocha love
1: <laughs> versus mocha love. Mm, I like the name. I just like the name Mocha Love versus Birthday Cake. Uh, I'm going to go with German Chocolate against Salted Caramel. And I don't know about Mocha Love versus Birthday Cake. I've never had either one of them. But Mocha Love just seems like it's a better name.
0: Yeah, yeah, I might have to go with I'm, – I'm going with Salted Caramel. And then I'm going to go with Mocha Love as well. And I think I, – I, I feel confident in voting for those two. I know I am. And again, we can vote though. Again, you can cast your vote every day to see which belt bar – goes and advances on and we're going to keep this going it's built bar madness people
1: And I'm excited because they are so good. And I can't wait to see who is at least in the finals against coconut brownie chunk. And then RIP to whoever is in the finals against that flavor. We've been telling you about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of the bars. Go to builtbar.com or to at built underscore bar on Twitter. And you can remember to use the promo code Locked On 20 to get 20% off your next order. Again, that is Locked On 20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. We have another segment to go. If you're still with us here, Locked On Hornets, Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. I don't like doing that unless...
0: Like, I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big Joker in spades that early. I don't drop the big Joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed. And I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. The last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here.
1: It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. March Madness is only a few weeks away, but the future of the NBA is on display right now. You can get a head start on this year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has released his Big Board 2.0 with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Pod wherever you get your podcast. This class is loaded and it's lived up to the hype that it was getting heading into the season. Can't wait to listen to that pod. Also, Bet Online is something you should visit as well. Bet. Online AG, they're the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, tourney time, NHL, they're all in full swing and they have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, stories, odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Let's do yeah, rapid let's fire. Do let's just let's let's crank these questions out. Uh, let's go back to Senor Fantastico. I've said his Twitter name three times. I could say it all the time. It's like Elf's uh, Francisco. That's fun <laughs> oh, to say. Um, <laughs> Elf yeah. is always a great movie to reference. He says laugh out loud after his first question. But serious question, if the Hornets don't make a trade on March 25th, who's more likely to get voted off of the island? Is it Malik or Devante or can they keep both rapid fire? Nada, what is your answer uh, to Devante. that question?
0: Devante getting voted off the island. I think it's kind of
1: obvious at this point. I agree. I think it's probably Devonte Graham given the price that he'll come in with and same with Malik Monk. Also we just saw today, I believe you brought this up to me, not a Rick Bunnell reporting that Devonte, the likely candidate to go to the bench, which is not surprising. You can't bring Terry Rozier to the bench after his offensive output and LaMelo Ball clearly isn't going to the bench anytime. I, I mean, ever I was going to say soon, but even that seems um, to, uh, to not emphasize just how good he's been um, as much. We got another question in from M MC- CLA super pack, super Pac. These Twitter handles yes, so too are too hard to read sometimes. He says, do you see JB playing the youngsters uh, brought up from the swarm in the second half? Or does Charlotte put emphasis on making the playoffs? You asked me this on Twitter saying you felt this might be a frequent question as we go on into the season. What is your answer to that? Uh, question?
0: Uh, you, you know, like I, I, I think it's going to be about developing. My answer to this question is going to be the same thing that James Brego and Mitch Kupchak said at, this, at the beginning of this year. It's not necessarily about wins. It's about development. And if they find themselves in the playoffs after a while, then a- after experimenting and developing all these guys, then that's a happy bonus. But I don't think there's going to be an aim for the playoffs. I think the aim is just to get better and then see where you are from there. So if that includes one of the big men, one of the one of the young big men, that's awesome. At the same time, I wouldn't, agree.
1: um, yeah, not, I think they're pushing. I think they've shortened up the rotation a lot because James Borrego wants to continue to try to win as many games as possible. I think that these guys can get called up and they'll be sent right back down. And if they do stay up, it's only for insurance purposes and they're not going to get any run and I think it's going to be only in emergency situations. This is a team that wants to make the playoffs. We heard Devontae talk about it. We certainly heard Miles Bridges talk about it at the beginning of the season. I think they're going to find value there. I think they're actually going to continue to make a push for the playoffs as the season goes on. Um, next one, third segment, Nada. Uh, or It's it in the third, the third segment. segment. I'm reading yes. the rundown out loud mm-hmm. to you. Goodness gracious, what's wrong with me? This one comes in from Alex Warren. What's your all-time favorite pair of shoes that you've either owned or... Or otherwise, do you have a story? I have one of these stories uh in the show. Honestly,
0: game. they it's it's actually my infrareds, and I picked them up from a footlocker in Charlotte went
1: during All Star two years ago. And Oh, I remember oh, you, know, you were you were I cheesing from happy, ear to ear after you got I there. I
0: was stoked. It's my
1: Weren't you the jerk that got the Kobe's, the, the Hornets colorway Kobe's yes, as well?
0: I can't find those. <laughs> Sadly, that would probably be on my list as like my second favorite pair because those Kobe's mm-hmm. are dope. I can't find them anywhere.
1: And I People got so mad yeah. at that. But those things are so clean. They look Dude, so good.
0: Seriously. Like the thing with those Kobe, like those Hornets color Kobe's, they're so comfortable. You can wear them doing anything and i do mean literally anything like those were my going out shoes i've like recently bought some experimental air force ones that are meant to be more more of my everyday shoe or like elevated shoe but if you're talking about my favorite probably my all my my infrareds, my jordan 5 infrareds that i picked up at all star (laughs) because literally all star was Um, a special weekend
1: It really was, man. I was talking to David about that, reminiscing on it. It's so cool. I wish it would come back next year and we wouldn't have to wait so long for it. Good news is Charlotte did a really good job in hosting it. And so there's no reason for it not to come back to Charlotte, barring any uh, uh, prohibitive laws to people. Anyways, um, let's go (laughs) for my answer for Alex Warren's question. I have a few I talked about the hyper dunks. They're my favorite performance shoe. They're my favorite basketball playing shoe. The hyper dunks are awesome. As a kid, this is my favorite experience of all time in the shoe game. When the T max came out, nada, I went hard at those T max and that blue swoosh that comes over the cross of the front of the shoe. Um, I was wearing that in every single basketball camp. And then when the T twos came out, I thought those looked a little better. I, the T the, the Macs were more iconic to me. That holds a, a better and more special place in my heart. But when the T twos came out, I thought those were fire. And I went right to those things as well. So I stayed on the T Mac game. The other shoe that I have that I remember I love so much, I was like, I think I was a sophomore in high school. And I've talked about my shoe size before. My buddy, he had a pair of all, uh, all white Air Force One mids. And They were like three sizes too small and he left them over at my crib and I continued to wear those and smash my feet in those because I liked them so much. I just never went and bought them. And so it was actually my friend's shoes that I wore quite a bit before eventually he took them away from me again. But those are my shoe stories that I have. The T-Max, I would say those are my favorite shoes of all time. Last one, Tyler writes in for our mailbag episode, either current or historic player who never did, but you wished Played for the Charlotte Hornets. Not a what is a guy that comes to Anthony mind for you? Anthony Davis. Like if the Anthony Davis thing <laughs> Anthony Davis. <laughs> what a great answer! Oh, what a that's that's depressing. You're welcome. <laughs> that's a depress. That's a depressing answer. Not a goodness, great. I was expecting to say, yeah, I loved watching him play, but you went with Anthony Davis. Fair enough. Great rapid answer. I'm kind of shook by that. Um. You know, that's a good one. I'll go, man, if we want to keep on that train, maybe Bradley Beal. Uh, I'll go, I mean, am I just going favorite player of all time? Because, you know, I would have loved to have seen Vince Carter in the city of Charlotte. And especially. Vince Carter would have been you know, a god. If, here. I mean, he would have been a god. He already was to me. It's the first poster that I ever purchased and put up on my wall, it's the first jersey I ever got. So Vince Carter's got to be it for me. Love that guy. Would have been awesome to see him in the city of Charlotte. That'll do it for this edition of Locked On Hornets. Thanks again uh, to Bill Bar for supporting the show. Thanks to you guys for supporting the show. You give us content and we thank you. They're smart questions. They're fun questions. Uh, we will continue to do this every single Wednesday. We have a blast doing it. We'll get back to some of the first half player evaluations tomorrow. I think I might've lied and told you we we're going to do two things today. Mailbag and player oh, no, evaluations. Crazy. <laughs> Well, I'm so I'm sorry about that. It would have been crazy. I think I just got a little uh, excited. And I teased both of those things for today. Obviously only did the mailbag episode. So we're going to get to, I think, Gordon Hayward, Devontae Graham, and LaMelo Ball. Maybe Friday we can do the Jalen McDaniels, the Martin Twins, and stuff like that. But tomorrow, before uh, we actually have the first game against the Detroit Pistons, um, we will go to the first half evaluations of some of the stars on the team. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA and Hollinger and Duncan, any show on the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day, and as long as... I don't have any problems with Zoom again. We'll be back with you tomorrow.